Coming up next is this month's special series, Focus on Men's Health, on ReachMD XM157. Dr. Peter Slavin, the president of Massachusetts General Hospital, has said that the Schwartz Center helps healthcare workers keep in touch with their souls and stay connected to the humanitarian motivations that drew them into this field. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Thomas Lynch, professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and chief of Hematology Oncology at the Massachusetts General Hospital Cancer Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. Lynch, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thanks so much for having me. Give us a Schwartz Center 101. Well, the Schwartz Center is a remarkable institution. It's based in Boston, Massachusetts, and it, it has as its mission promoting and enhancing compassionate health care. And really, at the heart of doing that is enhancing a connection between patients and caregivers. Caregivers defined as either nurses or doctors or social workers or pharmacists. Um, the Schwartz Center programs aim to improve the caregiver's ability to relate to patients and to connect with patients. Let's talk about the myriad of programs sponsored by the Schwartz Center. Tell us about the Clinical Pastoral Education Program for Healthcare Professionals. Well, since about 1998, we've sponsored this clinical pastoral care program called CPE for healthcare professionals. It's based at the Massachusetts General Hospital Chaplaincy Department. And for about a semester or about 20 weeks, physicians, nurses, social workers, other types of clinicians learn to approach uh, patient spiritual as well as clinical needs. The fellows spend about a day a week at Mass General from January to May. During that time, they take lectures on different religions where they get to explore spirituality of different cultures, and they share case presentations on encounters with patients. They go to experience of faith seminars, interpersonal group sessions, and help conduct interfaith prayer service and other issues like that. The goal is to try to create healthcare professionals who are trained in many of the aspects of chaplaincy that are important in a hospital itself. Now, that does not mean that the nurse or doctor becomes a chaplain, but it gives them training to be able to connect with patients on a very spiritual way. Now, there are many patients who that's not necessarily going to be an important connection for, but there are tons of patients where having a doctor or a nurse or a social worker pray with them is incredibly important to them and provides a very unique and special clinical encounter. Describe the Difficult Conversation Program. Well, Difficult Conversations is a takeoff on our Schwartz Center Rounds theme, and Difficult Conversations is really designed for students, nursing and allied health students. It's run at Northeastern's Bouvet College of Health Sciences and the MDH Institute for Health Professions, two schools in Boston which help uh, train nursing and allied health students. It's a wonderful learning opportunity for students. It's ability for them to present cases to faculty and other students in the audience and to really focus on the importance of making a connection with your patients. Describe the Patient Voice for Compassionate Care Schwartz Center Dialogues. I believe that for the first seven to ten years of our work, the Schwartz Center has focused primarily on the clinician side of the clinician-patient relationship. And what the Voice for Compassionate Care Dialogues program is designed to do is to really look at what the patient's perspective on this relationship is and to foster mutual respect and understanding on both sides of the patient-caregiver relationship. 
So to build upon this, we launched this Dialogues program. We have gone to a number of practice settings, some university academic settings, some primary care settings, and some at family health center, where we involve meetings of patients, caregivers, office administrators, and that we have a facilitated discussion where problems or strengths of the practice are identified that relate to the connection interaction between the patient and the caregiver. Now, we're not focusing on the fact that the parking might be lousy because that might come out as well in the Dialogues program. Really, what we want to know about is how do patients want to hear bad news? How do patients want to be addressed? What kinds of expectations do they have of their caregivers in terms of what they can do to make the experience more personal and more connected? How is this information shared with other facilities? Right now, with the Dialogues program is in a pilot process. Our hope is that this will be something which we'll be able to reproduce and share with other facilities that are involved in the Schwartz Center. We hope to do that through publications, through video and other types of media, and by using our website to help describe what we think are best practices at these settings. Tell us about the program for medical students called Reading, Writing, and Reflection. Well, I think narrative is an incredibly powerful part of the medical experience, and it's something which is somewhat underappreciated. Virtually every caregiver writes constantly what's happening to a patient, and that's a form of narrative. What this program is, it's a program the Schwartz Center funds to help third-year Harvard medical students make sense of their clinical experiences by reading and writing. Some participate in reading groups, writing and sharing pieces about their experience. Others do creative writing and writing workshops where they ponder the psychosocial aspects of caregiving. We often encourage students to put themselves in the patient's shoes. The ultimate goal is to try to create thoughtful, more compassionate young doctors. What feedback are you receiving from the students? The students find it initially a bit scary, and I think one of the great things for the fact that this is happening in the third year of medical school, it's at a time when people are willing to take risks because they're just starting off and they're more open to new experiences. I think that the reading, writing, reflection might be more challenging, might also be more rewarding to do for mid-career physicians, but I think it's really been very warmly received by those who participated. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Thomas Lynch, professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, discussing the Schwartz Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. Lynch, does the Schwartz Center engage in research? Research activities? We do. I, I would say that's probably not the major focus of what we do. We have funded a number of grants of researchers who are doing research on patient caregiver relationships and who seek to document and to describe best practices in this arena. So we have done some research in this area, but I wouldn't think research is our highest priority. Tell us about the video Five Caregivers, One Vision. So this is actually a great video that was produced in 2006 at our annual meeting. We had five finalists for our Compassionate Caregiver Award. This was shown at our annual dinner, and we profiled these five people talking about what their days were like, what their careers were like. About 10 years ago now, we established the Compassionate Caregiver Award, which is awarded each year to a person who has demonstrated a particularly high level of compassion in their medical care. And sometimes it's a physician, and sometimes it's a nurse, and sometimes it's a social worker, and sometimes it's a physical therapist or a nursing assistant or a medical assistant. And it's really become a focus of the year of our dinner. Describe the Schwartz Center's partnership with CarePages. 
Well, CarePages, as many people know, has become one of the most important healthcare websites on the internet. In fact, I've been told recently that it's in the top 10 of websites that focus on healthcare on the internet, which is carepages.com. And the Schwartz Center has collaborated with CarePages to hopefully expand our reach to millions of patients and caregivers who are going through difficult times by creating an information resource and an online community. So we now have a presence on the CarePages website, and our URL is www.carepages.com slash compassionate connections. And patients and caregivers can contribute to the pages and receive information and tips. There are stories of inspiration about patient-caregiver relationships and how a caregiver's bedside manner could be key to how a patient did. There are voices of challenge where things didn't necessarily work out between a caregiver and a patient, and that's actually helpful as well. The Schwartz Center Executive Director, Julie Rosen, actually writes a blog entitled Bedside Manner about the importance of emotionally intelligent caregiving. Dr. Lynch, leadership matters. Who's the driving force behind the incredible success of the Schwartz Center and its programs? Well, I'd like to tell you it's just one person. If it was one person, I would tell you it's Ken Schwartz because he was the one who really set the stage for the Schwartz Center and established what the Schwartz Center would ultimately do. But I I really think it's the committed group of people who've participated on the Schwartz Center board over the first 12 years of its existence, notably Ellen Cohen, who was Ken's widow, and uh, Andrew Dreyfus and Peter Biagetti, who have been our two board chairs, that really been able to drive the Schwartz Center to great heights. I'd say also in terms of the rounds, Marjorie Stanzler has been a major factor in making the rounds as extraordinary as they have been. Describe how the Schwartz Center has improved cultural competency. So cultural competency is something that we have struggled with in healthcare in general, and the Schwartz Center has spent a lot of time and effort trying to find the best way to promote cultural competency. We have sponsored a number of cultural competency programs throughout the Boston and New England area where we seek to try to make physicians more aware of culturally competent healthcare. I can tell you myself, I've undergone a bit of a revelation in terms of appreciating the importance of, of cultural competent healthcare. For years, I, like a lot of others, thought that cultural competency was all about learning about cultural differences. And that's not what cultural competency is about. If you're talking about learning about cultural differences, what you often are doing is incorporating cultural stereotypes and learning about cultural stereotypes. And that can often lead to worse healthcare. For example, learning that all patients who live in X country believe that when the patient dies, the body does not undergo the same transformative process that people in other countries might feel. If you assume that every patient who lives in that country believes this, you'll actually will deliver worse health care. What we have come to promote and understand is that cultural competency involves talking to patients, understanding what their perspective is, understanding that their perspective may well be different from yours, and trying to be sensitive to the perspective of what that patient brings to the table and to be understanding and to be aware that that patient's cultural background very much influences their attitudes toward health. And that, I think, has been, over the past five years, a great awakening for many caregivers that it's really not about learning about cultural stereotypes. And I think the first five to ten years ago, we spent a lot of time trying to teach what cultural stereotypes were. And I think that actually was more destructive than our current efforts, which are designed to try to make caregivers be more aware that we need to ask what is important to patients culturally. It goes back to your point about making that connection with that particular patient. Absolutely. 
How has the Schwartz Center improved end-of-life care? So many of our programs have focused on optimizing end-of-life care. I think end-of-life care is by far the most dramatic example of where communication is important. I mean, communication is important when you're starting somebody on a high blood pressure pill, but it's also important. It's probably more important and more dramatic when you're talking to a family where the patient's just suffered a massive stroke and is dying. So I think in that realm, end-of-life care has been something that we've been focusing on. Again, the Schwartz Center emphasizes the importance of respecting the patient's wishes, respecting and honoring the family's values in doing this kind of care. We think that's very important. Dr. Lynch, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the Schwartz Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you so much. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, presents a special series, Focus on Men's Health. 